Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Hever, and we are back for our monthly Q&A. I would like to say hello, hello to producer Sanford and producer Adam. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Good to see everybody. Oh, wait, we can't see the listeners. But we yeah, can see, too bad, listeners. We can see each other. See us. <laughs> I wouldn't be a terrible patron. I don't, anyway, something to think about. Well, here's something fun before we get started. Um, today, the day that this episode is launching, it is actually, and yes, listeners, this is a real thing. It's actually blah, blah, blah day. And blah, <laughs> blah, blah day, the intent of this day is to start or do all of the projects and things that people have been nagging at you to do, which I think is sort of apropos for this show in particular. I love this. And right? I- I've been kind of obsessively, accidentally saying blah, blah, blah a lot. So maybe it was a sign. I just think it's such a fun thing to just throw everything into. It's like the throw it all in the pot. I agree. And so what's interesting is, so we we got a lot of questions um, from our listeners. So thank you, as always, to everybody for sending in your questions. But we do have a question that sort of gets right into blah, blah, blah day. It's uh, from Daniel from New Jersey. And this is what he says. He says, I know I need to lose weight. I know I need to exercise. I know that I need to do this. So Daniel is, I think, feeling the blah, blah, blahs. How can I flip my brain to want to do these things? So how can he de-blah, blah, blah, Juliana? Really good question. Thank you for that. And, you know, the point of all of this and, and making these major choices in your life is that you have to want it. I don't know how to tell someone to want it. You have to want it. <laughs> you can't make yourself want something. And if you do want it, then I have lots of love and help and ideas and suggestions for you. But you have to want it. And that's the first thing I do with my clients. I have them write out their why because most people come to me because they have seen something that alerted them, like either someone that they loved had a health crisis or they lost someone close to them or they themselves experienced a health crisis or something even less severe of you know, not fitting into your clothes anymore and getting super frustrated and just being ready to move on or not feeling good after you know, eating something that's just really not health promoting. You know? So you have to want it. I don't know how to tell you how to want it. You have to want it because making these changes, it doesn't happen on one blah, blah, blah day or any other day. It's it's all about habit and what you do over time. All of these are about creating new habits. It's about planning your exercise, making it a priority, making sure you know what you're going to eat and where you're going to get your next meal and how to have a nutrient-rich, you know, optimally healthful diet takes planning and consideration and it happens over time. So you can use this blah, blah, blah day and say it all day long because it's so much fun. I'm going to be saying that all day long. You could use blah, blah, blah day as an excuse, like say, okay, so maybe you take a little self-exam and say, where am I in my life? What what would exercise or a healthy diet bring to me? Am I really ready for it? But you do have to want it. You have to want it really bad. And so I have people write out their why and make it really clear and envision what it looks like at the end when they're really into these habits and they have complete mastery over their diet and their workouts and they just feel fully in control and in the driver seat. And once you have that written out and it's actual, it's like out there and it's official, it makes you more focused and ready to do it. So I can, you can't for it. You could lead a human to healthy, but you can't make them eat. 
You have to want it. And so why not make National Blah 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 Day the day to get started? If I can add something, um, two, two really fast things. I'm going to go back to something that we've talked about more than once on this podcast is that the thing that you taught me, Juliana, you will never regret going to the gym, but you will regret not going to the gym. Although you, you say it more eloquently than I do. And I, and I really do live by that now, which is really amazing. And I will often, like if there's a day I don't feel like going to the gym, and by the way, for me, going to the gym is not about looking a certain way. It's about moving because moving makes me feel better. Um, and sometimes like, you know, I'll say, I don't want to go today. And I will literally go back and forth in my head until I convince myself not to go. And then I, and so then I've sort of resigned myself not going to the gym because it's easier. I'd rather stay home and watch TV. And then I think, just go outside, just put on your workout gear and just go outside and see if my legs take me there. And nine times out of 10, they do. But I also believe too, I wonder what you think about this too. Like, you know, I've, I've gotten into the habit sometimes where I will go to the gym, you know, five to six days a week and I sort of burn out a little bit. And so then I take a week off and I think that's just as healthy as, I think that's a healthy thing to do. Taking a break every once in a while, as long as you get back up on that horse is a healthy thing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's little hacks that people utilize to inspire themselves. Like, like putting on your clothes is a really good one. Like you just said, like having your workout clothes, like I do that today. I put my workout clothes on today. I don't know if I have time today because I've got a million things to do, but I put my workout clothes on just to inspire myself. So even if it's like, I might get on the exercise ball and do some exercises, or I might go up and down my stairs a few times, even if you just do something. The other hack is like to do it first thing in the morning. So you can't talk yourself out of it by later. You know, it's like the, the longer you go through, the day. Most people just, you have every, there's always an excuse not to go. And, and so there's little things you could do to kind of inspire yourself. I tell myself just 30 minutes, just 30 minutes, because anyone could do anything for 30 minutes. And I know that once I'm in it, or you could even say five minutes, once you start, it feels so good and you've already started. So yeah, you get the momentum going, but I do, I do advocate for taking days off and, you know, balance. It's about balance and finding balance for you. I love that. Adam, do you have any do you have any tips you'd like to add, Adam? You can say no if you don't. Well, <laughs> to give a tip, I think would assume that I have some level of expertise here, which I don't. However, I can share something which has worked for me in the last like four to six weeks. Really, I brought it upon myself, but it's nutrition based, so I'll go for it. Uh, several weeks ago, I saw that oats were on sale at the Costco. It was a 10-pound drum of oats, which is a significant portion. Normally, my wife likes to eat oats for breakfast, so I thought this was great. Little did I realize that by buying these 10 pounds of oats, I'm not a real oat eater myself, I was essentially locking her into eating oats every single day for the next six months. Now, as it also turns out, you can combine oats with um, plant-based protein powder. Now, you don't love Juliana, but it makes for a good overnight oat little bit of flaxseed, a little bit of nut milk, choose whatever you want, uh, a little bit of syrup, a little bit of cinnamon, and you can make a really good breakfast. So this, how does this relate to blah, blah, blah? Well, it really doesn't, except to say that I get lazy sometimes with eating, and that leads to quick fixes, carb-heavy things, protein bars, which are basically just big old shots of What's not insulin? What's the other thing? But Juliana, Juliana always says protein bars are, are candy. 
Did right. you just did yeah. you just say carbs? Did you say the c word? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Something that's quick, and I used to eat that a lot. Now oats are a carb too, but it's a little slower. I think again, I'm not a nutritionist. Oh, it's, well, whatever. No, Juliana's shaking her head at me. The point is, everyone. Then I'll be finished with this monologue because this is my show. I said, fine. I forced myself into this, and now by doing a little bit of prep the night before in planning my meal for the next day, I can sort of anti blah 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 force myself into it. And even the act itself is procrastination. I'm making food, but I'm not going to worry about eating it until tomorrow. I can make it while I'm making my dinner tonight. And as such, you force yourself into a slightly healthier habit than what I was doing and adopting this sort of anti-blah, blah motion and relieve my wife from six months of oat hell. <laughs> I just want to say, Juliana, I enjoyed that story very, very much. I really thought that was great. <laughs> same, same. Totally loved that story. I just, I have to say it because I think you're not listening to some of the things I say about carbs. And I, I think it's important for the audience, not for you because you're doing great. Very happy you're eating oats. But just, I have to clarify that oatmeal or oats are a grain. Because like, what is a carb? Like chitin on crab shells and paper is also a carb and you can't really metabolize that. Sugar is well, a carb. I wasn't carb. eating paper, Juliana. I was eating right. oats. Right. Right. You're eating the whole grain. That's the point. Right. And the whole yeah. grains also have protein and also have a little bit of fat and they're like a well-rounded whole intact food. So it's super healthy. And so people that are afraid of carbs or carbophobic would like think, oh, I shouldn't eat carbs, but that's a really super healthy breakfast. So good job. Oh, thanks. That's not where I thought you were going to go there. So that was refreshing. Um, I like it when, I, I hope the listeners do, and please let us know if you don't, but I actually like it when Adam and I give our opinions because Juliana, you come from it from a very professional angle. This is what you do. Adam and I are just trying to live life. Yeah, we're just like, we we're like armchair dietitians. <laughs> like we're sitting back here. We don't follow the code. We're like, yeah, yeah, eat more seeds, you doofus. And But you know, in reality, what are we doing? So- but I just want to say, lovely listeners who we love and adore and appreciate so much, don't listen to me and Adam. Listen to Juliana. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what I have to say. Um, well, this is a great start to blah, blah, blah day. I'm actually really enjoying this. Okay, here we go. Ashley has a question. I actually really love this question. We've never had a question like this before. Um, if I eat a serving of cashew-based cream cheese, does that count as a serving of nuts for the daily recommended? I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I love this question so much, Ashley. And I'll say that I love a cashew-based cream cheese as much as anyone. Like, it's so delicious. But alas, it is not exactly a nut or seed intact. Because what happens is the problem is, and you just have to read the labels because look at the ingredient list. But if you look at most of those ingredient lists, most of the products out there, it's got coconut oil, coconut cream, lots of saturated fat and very little nuts. Like usually if it's a good one, you know, like a healthier one, it would have the nuts as the first ingredient. But even substantiating that with some coconut products are so high in saturated fat that you're, you know, this is, it just puts you at a higher risk for all those things that we talk about why we avoid animal products. So using those delicious cashew-based cream cheese or other plant-based cream cheeses, definitely better than dairy. But minimize them and think about them as a treat. I would rather you get the intact whole nuts and seeds. And that's where all the research is. The research on all the cardiometabolic benefits, the weight management benefits of eating nuts and seeds come from the actual nuts and seeds. So it could be any kind, you know, almonds, walnuts, Brazil nuts, 
um, cashews, pistachios, anything you love, there's different nutrients for all of them. And then the seeds, of course, too. So like, for instance, Brazil nuts, if you eat four Brazil Brazil nuts one time, once a month, you will have the benefits on your blood. So it actually impacts your cholesterol, which is kind of amazing. Uh, and because it's so high in selenium, that's another way to get your selenium. And then almonds are super high in calcium, which is really good for your bones. And then stuff like hemp seed, flaxseed, chia seeds, really high in omega-3s and also walnuts. So those are good sources of, of those essential fats. So mix up your nuts and seeds. I started doing that because all of my, like a lot of my recipes in my books, are uh, all the seed, nut and seed based dressings and sauces. I usually use cashews. So lately I've been trying to diversify my nuts and seeds. And so in my blender, I'll put half of the cashews and I'll put some of the other nuts and seeds in there just to get some diversity and some other nutrition into my diet. So use those cream cheeses as treats, as days of deliciousness, as, you know, occasional things, but really try to get your one to two ounces of nuts and seeds from the whole food sources. I love that. Very good. Interesting. That's really interesting. Thank you, Ashley, for you that. Say four, hold on a minute. You said back there, four Brazil nuts is like, can affect in a positive way. Now, I think I went back to Costco the other day and I bought the drum of uh, mixed nuts. Normally I go for the unsalted. This wait time second, I went wait for a second. So you have a drum of oats at home. Yeah. And you also have a drum of mixed nuts. That's yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And next time I'm going back for chia or something, I'm going to get seeds. You know, eventually what I'm going to do is I'm going to build this giant vault, of all of these different things that Juliana says you need. Thus, when I make food that has the combinations of it, I can't be like, oh, I don't have, you know, chia seeds or something because I don't have it right now. I was like, yeah, well, now you're forced into it. But I bought the mixed nuts, the salted ones. Normally I don't, but it includes what it says are Brazil nuts, which are basically just like bigger, flatter, cashew looking things. But they're not that big. You're telling me just four of them in a month. That's it. So I actually went to Costco yesterday for the first time in months because it's like so crazy for me. I live alone, like to have all that stuff. But they had Brazil nuts for the first time and they had the unsalted organic, like whole food. So I bought a big bag of Brazil nuts. I bought a big bag of almonds because my daughter will nosh on the almonds. That's good for her bones. And I bought a big thing of cashews, all no salt, whatever. But um, yes. So I think that's so great that you could buy them there because you could save so much money when you buy them in bulk, but you have to eat them a little quicker. Um because those are high in fat and they can get rancid a little bit. So like keep them in your fridge or freezer once they're open. But yes, back to the, your actual question. Sorry, I, I went on a tangent. But the no, Brazil nuts, there, there's a study of like four Brazil nuts at one dose a month, once a month impacted blood cholesterol. I don't remember the numbers, but it was like, I could look it up. I'm going to look it up. Wow. Amazing, right? I, I, I would I would like to call out, Juliana, that you used the word nosh, which I personally love. Nosh. Nosh. I love that word. Um, nicely done. I'm going to move on, Juliana, while you look that up. So we oh can my keep gosh. going. So I'm going to try to okay. multitask here. Once, I, there's a great study on this for, I want to share this so bad. Okay. You know, Juliana, we are recording this episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, air cover, air cover, air cover. Next question. Wait, they found, they found, they found it. Oh, okay. I found it already. Wait, this is how this is how easy it is to find. Okay. This one single consumption of high amounts. This is from nutritionfacts.org. Everyone loves Dr. Michael Greger, our friend on the show. Um, the study that was not funded by the Brazil nut industry. Four nuts seem to work faster than eight nuts to lower bad cholesterol and boost good cholesterol. That's one serving 
once a month. Immediately improved the cholesterol levels. Is that crazy? By 20 points a day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And these people didn't change anything else. They just had four nuts. Um, okay, so I don't have a full study in front of me, but I think so. I think that was the, that was the difference. They they have to. Well, they let me would tell have you something, folks. We talk about blah blah day just being one day to turn around your thing. <laughs> Go eat four Brazil nuts. There, there's your tip. Everybody can do that. I mean, Go find that, a friend that bought the Costco bag. The other thing I was going to say is we have three nuts right here. Okay, here we go. We're going to move on. <laughs> that, was, that was good. We're going to move on. Um, thank four you, Ashley. You the four if you count the person listening. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you for your question. Um, our next question is from Martha. Ashley's question was from Facebook. Martha's question is also from Facebook. Uh, Martha says that I have hypoglycemia and I'm still trying to lose the last 15 pounds. What would you say is a good day of eating that is good for her? Okay, so hypoglycemia is really interesting because unless you have, you're like pre-diabetic or you've got some kind of connection to diabetes or other, like you're taking a certain drug, like a blood um, blood sugar lowering drug, this is really, not, it's very rare to actually just have low blood sugar. So I would suggest nowadays they have these monitors where you could measure your glucose, like a continuous glucose monitor. They have those in home now, which is kind of insane. Um, but you could also just test your blood sugar. So I'm curious if you have actual hypoglycemia, because if you do, then you really want to focus on, well, a plant-based diet because a plant-based diet, in fact, another study came out this week, yet another one showing the benefits and the mechan- a different mechanism of action by which a plant-based diet reduces type 2 diabetes. And you could actually reverse type 2 diabetes. So if you really have hypoglycemia, first of all, it's important to, to get that diagnosis. I'm curious if you do. Um, usually they, it requires like a 48 to 72 hour fast to diagnose that. So I don't know. Some people think they're hypoglycemic because when they don't eat, like let's say they skip breakfast, like I do, like I eat one meal a day, usually sometimes two. And so I go like a good 18 to 23 hours without eating or 24 hours sometimes without eating anything. And so sometimes you could feel like you could be hypoglycemic, but that depends on what your diet actually is. So Dr. Furman, also a friend of the show, has talked about toxic hunger for many, many years. And I think it's really interesting that when you are not eating, but you're eating, when you're eating a bad diet, and then you think you're hungry because you have these symptoms like, you know, you get hangry or you have, you know, your stomach's growling or you get a headache. That's really actually detoxification symptoms from eating a poor diet overall. So I think that's something to consider as well. So if you've technically been diagnosed with hypoglycemia, then definitely it's important. So let's talk about it if that's the case. Um, but if you're not, and it's just you're eating a, a not less than optimal diet, changing your diet to a whole food plant-based diet that is really low in processed foods may change all of that for you and you won't even have those symptoms at all. But if you are actually hypoglycemic, then, you know, you want to think about minimizing your saturated fat intake. So, you know, no animal products because animal products have the most saturated fat. And then, of course, like I was mentioning before, coconut oil, coconut cream, although the palm oil, the tropical oils also have are high in saturated fat. So saturated fat definitely impacts blood sugar control and um, insulin sensitivity. So you want to cut out the saturated fat as much as possible. We don't need saturated fat. And someone on a completely vegan diet already gets about 6 to 7% of total calories from saturated fat, which is what the American Heart Association recommends keeping it the, as the maximum. So eating a vegan diet without those tropical oils already puts you at the right amount of saturated fat for what you should be getting anyway to reduce your risk for all these things, blood um, diabetes and cardiovascular disease, all of those things. 
The other tip for uh, hypoglycemia is you want to like try to choose lower glycemic foods. So incorporating oatmeal, Adam oatmeal, instead of like most of those commercial breakfast cereals, see, you're doing good. Uh, and then fresh fruits like berries and apples and citrus rather than dried fruits and maybe not so many bananas, those kind of things. And then lovely legumes, including soy foods. Those things are incredible for lowering blood sugar, improving blood sugar sensitivity and insulin sensitivity because of your um, all that fiber, all that fabulous fiber. And then non-starchy vegetables like cucumbers and broccoli and cauliflower, incorporating mushrooms. It always goes back, you guys, to vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, mushrooms, nuts, seeds, herbs, and spices, and infinite tasty combinations because whole grains are better than the refined grains. And processed foods and fried foods are not going to – they're going to negatively impact your blood sugar control. So focus on that whole food plant-based diet and that's the key to improving your blood sugar, your blood glucose control. And when you want to talk about weight loss, again, a whole food plant-based diet is ideal. So you want to just incorporate it, the six daily threes and all those foods. And what does a day look like? It could be eating anything. I like to summarize the list of foods, just some foods that you could eat on a whole food plant-based diet. Pots, pans, plates, power bowls, Soups, salads, sides, sweets, stews, stir-fry, stacks, scrambles, skewers, sushi, sauces, sautés, sheet pans, slaws, steaks, stuffed veggies, chilies, chowders, casseroles, curries, lasagna, loaded potatoes, loaves, pastas, paninis, paellas, pancakes, pilafs, pizza, polenta, pesto, puddings, pot stickers, purees, bisques, bakes, barbecues, birani, burritos, burgers, hummus, dips, dressings, wraps, rolls, ramen, risottos, roasts, tacos, tostadas, toast, tofu, tempeh, trail mix, tarts, tagine, Dumplings. Shall I go on? Hey, Juliana, it's like a, can, it's like a really long T-shirt. Juliana, can you do us a favor? Can you say that list again? No, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. Was go the, on, go on. What, no, I'm what kidding. was the nineteenth item? <laughs> I was interested how you went down the alphabet and then you went back to B. I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "How that? How's that work?" I, I, I think even the lengthy other limited list of nuts, seeds, horseshoes, and blue moons is probably better. Yes. Yes. But see, there's so many options, guys. So just eat the whole plant foods and watch all the benefits aggregate. I love it. Nicely done. Thank you, Martha, for that. Good luck with that, Martha. These questions are really, really good. Here's our last question. And this question is actually really apropos because fun fact, um, we are currently, if you're listening to this, you know, now (laughs) in April, 2022, April is actually stress awareness month. And so we thought we would end uh, this month's Q and A with this with this question because this speaks directly to that. This is from Andrea from Long Island, and Andrea says the pandemic is still here, the news is still dreary. I feel like I'm always working, whether I'm at home or at my actual job. How can I choose myself and de-stress? Such a good question. Thank you so much, Andrea, for that. And it's a question that requires a personal kind of introspection. What makes you feel less stressed? What can you do for yourself? It's almost like gifting yourself some moments for stress reduction. So whether that means listening to some of our meditations that are here on the show, choosing some form of meditation that works for you. Like I try to schedule the little 10 minute daily comms every day just because it's just 10 minutes and anyone could really do 10 minutes, but just sitting with yourself, like just taking 10 minutes, you could set a timer if that's all you have and just be still and quiet and just focus in on your breath because connecting to your breath is what connects your mind and body. And it's really relaxing. Like you can't imagine 
or you maybe you can if you've tried this before, just having 10 minutes of peace and quiet where nothing is distracting, you don't let anything distract you, can give you a lot of uh, stress reduction that it could be very significant. The other thing is if you if you don't prefer that or in addition to that, like we go, we we love exercise. Exercise brings out all of these wonderful, this cascade of hormones that is very stress reducing. The evidence on the reducing stress and, and the improving of hormones and the improving of all sorts of biochemical markers from exercise is you know, substantial. You can't really argue with it. It's very, very well substantiated in the literature. So getting out and moving is so important, even if it's just for 10 minutes, even if it's just going up and down the stairs a few times, you'll feel this rush of hormones. You feel so much like the serotonin release. You'll feel so much better. The other thing that is so helpful and substantiated in the literature for stress reduction is getting out in nature. So depending on where you live, what part of the city or town, wherever you are, find some nature. You know, it, it doesn't have to be anything significant, but just being outside, even getting some sun in the middle of the day, which is good for getting your vitamin D as well, but just getting in touch with nature, taking off your shoes and standing outside, standing in dirt, you know, all of those things are ways to connect to nature. Or an animal, you know, if you have an animal at home, there's nothing better Sanford knows because he has this new delicious bean that he has at home. This beautiful dog that he rescued. Guess just connecting with an animal and just like, you know, having that moment with an animal can also be significantly reducing of stress and relaxing. And gosh, it's just amazing what you can do by, by just having a moment with an animal or in nature. So those are some things to do, but you have to prioritize it because my goodness, the days get very intense and busy and overwhelming for a lot of us. I mean, I know I can relate. I have that all the time too. And sometimes when I'm trying to work and I'm trying to get through that one more, one more deadline, one more email, one more this, and then I realized, you know what? I'm not even being productive. I need to take a moment. So I will make myself take those moments. And uh, and then it's amazing how you come back and you're refreshed and you're able to think and be more efficient anyway. So it's kind of a win-win situation. You could hyper, you know, hyper focus. If you have five minutes away, you can get done in half the time, which you would have not been able to get done if you hadn't taken those those 10-minute breaks. So try to prioritize it and uh, try some of those things and see how they do and let us know. Bring us bring us an email. Send us an email and, uh, and uh, we would love to hear how that works for you. I'm all for bare feet in the grass, get in the sun, and if you're lucky enough to live by water, listen to the water. And if you're not close to the water, you could have a little waterfall at home, or you could put some waterfall sounds on and close your eyes and use some visualization techniques, because those can be helpful too if you can't get to water or get to nature. But definitely it's ideal to be in the nature as much as you can. This was a great Q&A. This was a great blah, blah, blah day, stress awareness month Q&A. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. As always, your questions... Are, mean so much to us and we're so grateful for them. This was a long one. So thanks for sticking through to the very end. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll see you, hear you something next month. 
Yes. Thank you everyone for your questions and thank you producers Sanford and Adam for everything. And if you are inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, become a member of our Patreon page. We're doing some exciting things there now, lots of monthly cooking shows and we're going to be doing more and more on the Patreon page. So that's patreon.com slash choose you now. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash choose you now to have access to all of that exclusive content. Please subscribe to the show, rate and review us on iTunes and send us an email with any of your questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love. <laughs>